And welcome back to the Community Impact Podcast. Today we talked to Student Activities Director Mr. Marandola about possible plans for the end of the year. So if you could just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your job. Hi, I am Mr. Marandola. So I serve as Director of Student Activities at North. This is my fourth year in the position. Um, maybe a little bit of background information before I was in this role. So let's see, the, the, the two of you, I believe, are seniors, right? Yes. Yeah. So, so you would have always known me in this role, but for um, maybe six years, five, six years, I served as department chair for CTE. So I oversaw mm-hmm. the current technical education department. And then I actually started teaching here as a business teacher. So I'm in my 14th year at North. Um, and I love it. This is a great place to be. And it's, it's really fun for me to have a front row seat with student activities, um, to kind of be in the middle of the action and to work with students and, and help really shape their high school experience. Uh, that's probably the coolest part. And, and so part of the reason why I got into this job um, was I had a really great high school experience. Uh, I graduated from West Leiden High School in 98 which now seems like a really long time ago. <laughs> feel young, it seems like a long time ago. But I had a really great high school experience. A lot of great people um, helped create that experience for me. And so um, I want to be able to, to help students uh, you know, have as cool an experience as I did. Um, and so I get to do a lot of fun stuff with kids. So that's really my job. That's awesome. I didn't realize you were a business yeah. teacher. I kind of just thought you were always in administration. Yeah. So that's cool. I, I was actually, I worked in business for a couple of years. So here, here I'll give you maybe a little more to the story. So I have a twin brother who's a, a, he's actually in the exact same role that I am at in at Prospect High School. Um, and so he oversees student activities and he actually oversees athletics as well. So he's an assistant principal at Prospect High School. And um, he went into education, I went into business. And so I worked in business for a few years and uh, I had the opportunity to coach, I think at the time it was baseball, football or baseball, I forget which one came first. And so I started working then coaching freshman sports at Prospect High School with my brother, which was a, a dream come true. And um, I just really just loved working with like high school aged kids and just being in that environment. Like it's fun. Like it, there's something fun about being like in, in a high school environment um, where, where people are kind of finding themselves and, and really starting to develop with these really cool like relationships. Um, and so that's what got me hooked in like wanting to become a high school teacher. So then I went back and got my certification and, and the rest is history. Yeah, definitely. Um, so obviously this year, this past school year has been <clears throat> very challenging and anything from what we've ever seen before. So what have been some of the main challenges that you faced either like as creating things for the entire student community or just like some smaller things that you've encountered? Yeah, so I mean, really, it started, um, you know, last spring, um, you know, last March, when it became evident that we weren't coming back to school, the challenge then became, how can we still try to give the students so last year's seniors is really what we focused on and not to say that, you know, we were trying to neglect any of the other students. But at that time, like everyone, all they focused on was like the, the graduating seniors in the class of 2020. And, and everyone kind of had this attitude of, oh my gosh, they're not going to have prom. They're not going to have graduation. And so everyone felt horrible for last year's seniors. 
Um, and in hindsight, you know, they still had three quarters of, you know, their senior year, whereas, you know, the class of 2021, their senior year has been completely uprooted. And, and, and hopefully we can, we can have a return to some normalcy towards the end of the year. Uh, but really at that time, it became kind of like a full-on, like, scramble mode of trying to figure out, like, what can we do? What does this look like? Um, at that time, we didn't have to really worry about keeping students connected like we had to this year. Like, this year, that's been the biggest challenge is how do you, how do you keep kids connected both to each other but also to the school? So, like, where they feel like they're part of something and part of our school and that they're not in isolation because the reality is, for so many months, you know, students were at home and, and their learning took place in their bedroom or at their dining room table or, you know, wherever they were. And so their interactions with, with others were limited. And so last year was just kind of, you know, figuring out like what we can do. And so the, the cool thing was it seemed like uh, people in my position at area schools kind of came together and, and they started working a little bit closer together to really try to figure out like, Hey, what can we do together? So there was just a lot of planning with area activities directors. And then you had just a lot of like the different companies that we work with just coming up with different plans. And so that was really cool because you just got to, to start working with some other people and really sharing ideas in a way that we never had before. And um, that's continued, you know, this school year. And, and so I worked really closely with the other activities directors of the West Suburban Conference. Um, so that's probably what students don't know is that both the principal um, and the activities and athletic directors, like there's like a group that we meet with like monthly and, and we have like really close relationships with our counterparts at the other like WSC schools. And so, you know, there's a lot of planning and conversations that, that, that take place. Um, but for this year, the challenge was truly how do you keep kids connected and making them feel like they're, they're part of, you know, our school community. And at the end of the day, all we can really do is provide opportunities because students are at different places. You know, some really want to like come back and, and to feel like they're part of the school community. Some have just been removed for so long because we're basically at, you know, full 12 months now where it's, it, they've been removed from that. So it, it, there's going to take um, a period of time to get acclimated or reacclimated to, to being part of that again. So some students, it's just not part of their normal routine anymore to, you know, want to go out to different events or participate in some type of, you know, competition or an event that, you know, school is hosting. So really, all I can do is, is kind of put my pride aside and, and not worry if, if students don't want to be part of, you know, something that we're, we're organizing. And really, it just becomes more about, hey, we'll provide the opportunity. The students that are ready for it, like, they'll, they'll, they'll come back and, and they'll be ready for it. And then after that, it's really just listening to students and, and seeing what they want and, and what they need. Um, because I think those are two different things because there's some students that just want normalcy. And then there's other students that need something that maybe they didn't know that they needed, uh, you know, up until, you know, last March. And, and a lot of that might just be kind of that social emotional. A lot of it might just be that, that human connection to someone else. So it's trying to figure out what those things are. And so, um, my role this past year has looked a lot different because it's both just kind of providing opportunities or throwing some stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. Uh, it's been a lot of conversations with, you know, other people in similar positions to me. Um, and it's a lot of just kind of listening to what students want to do. And so on the surface, it may seem like, hey, you know, there hasn't been a lot that's taken place, you know, with student activities. 
there's been a lot the planning and everything that goes into it just takes way longer because we can't just roll out the same thing that we've done before um, like for a homecoming assembly there's a lot of work that goes into a homecoming assembly don't get me wrong and just trying to make it super engaging and high energy and you know lights and sound and kids performing and all of that but trust me it's way easier to kind of roll out like a a game plan or outline of what we've done the previous few years rather than reinventing something you know completely while also trying to abide by you know all of these you know safety precautions um, so that's why you know homecoming was was certainly a challenge in trying to come up with some just completely brand new things that we haven't had to consider before um, but I think much like what a lot of our teachers are going through where they were they were forced to come up with something at moments notice that they they've never really done before I think what a lot of our teachers are realizing is hey there's a lot of stuff that we're doing now that maybe we would have been forced to have done before but this is really good stuff and we're going to keep doing this because this is actually better than what we were doing before in student activities it's much the same way where hey maybe we we do get stuck in a rut sometimes because whenever we think of an event like this is what's you know what's what's in our mind and this is the way it should look like um, but when you're forced to, to look at things a little bit differently you come up with new ideas um, and when you do sometimes you say hey you know what I like what we did here better um, and this is something that we can incorporate you know from for years from now um, and so I think we're going to see a lot of that in student activity. It's funny what you were saying about like last year in the seniors because I remember going for walks and people were like oh how are you doing and I was always like oh I'm just glad I'm not a senior I'm mean, just that so too. glad I'm not a senior <laughs> oh, man, and that... sucks for them, right? <laughs> right so it's funny how that mindset has just completely completely yeah. changed over the course of yeah. this year mm -hmm. yeah well, and, and you know and, and so even with that like what was really nice and it was kind of endearing was um I agree. It was it was it was a bad situation because up until that point, like no class had, had ever really had to experience anything like that. Um, but um, what was really endearing and, and was 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 nice in a sense was that both the students and their families were just like so appreciative at the end of the day of like any effort that we made to try to you know recognize their students um, to try to get really creative with some type of like graduation um you know any type of senior awards that we were doing so you know to be honest from when i so march what 12th 13th march 13th was our last day so from that point on i would say most days i was working a minimum of 12 to 15 hours a day um, like working straight and, and so a part of that was also just the adjustment because now you're working from home like you don't have like those natural like start and stop times but what what my job turned into was like literally trying to figure all of this stuff out um, you know what senior awards were going to look like organizing all these different types of videos of like support and celebrating the classes um, with senior awards instead of us doing um, the senior awards um, night where it's kind of like parents and, and kids and community members there like we had to create like a, a virtual celebration and part of that was then putting out these videos uh, you know i was editing and all of this stuff and then we were doing home visits to to announce our outstanding seniors in the different academic departments and then even like the virtual graduation ceremony that we put together i mean that ceremony took me 
for probably about three weeks straight, no joke, I was probably working 16 to 18 hours a day, organizing all of the material, reviewing everything, making sure the names were spelled correctly, all of the communication that went out, gathering all of the images, you know, contacting families, all of that stuff, working with the vendor. And it was totally worth it at the end of the day. And, and it was because people were so appreciative of what we did. And it was because, hey, you know what? We, we didn't have to go above and beyond the way that we did. Like there were plenty of schools that didn't, but it was totally worth it because I think we gave those families and those students, those students um, everything that they didn't know that they wanted um, and being able to celebrate their students. And we ultimately put together a graduation celebration that was better than any school in the area. Like no one even came close to doing you know, what we did. And, and so it was totally worth it. So when I talk about with that class being appreciative for all of the work that we had to put in, like it was awesome just to kind of, you know, get that feedback and to see the families at our drive-through graduation events and, and to see all of that just kind of come you know, full circle. It was really awesome. Yeah, I do think it was amazing last year to see just how like valuable it was to reimagine those events and sort of going into this year like we're both seniors obviously um so we just saw the senior survey go out um and i think it's great that you guys are trying to like listen to the student perspective and see what the best way to go about it is um we thought we would just let you talk about a little like what's being planned um and if you have any idea like when we should expect to have a more concrete idea of what's going to happen. Yeah, so, so really our plan every year is um, to, to finalize details and communication about end of year events sometime about mid-March, maybe like the second or third week in March. So it's usually right before like spring break. I think last year, like all of like the final details went out to students. I think it was like the second week um, in March. Now, of course, like any normal year, like students know like, hey, our prom is going to be at Crystal Gardens and this is the date because it's on the calendar and, and graduation is going to be on, on a certain date. Um, so, yeah, we, we have not you know, fully communicated those details uh, because truthfully, a lot of that is, is still up in the air you know, right now. Um, so, yeah, what, what was important for us was um, we want to make sure that we're giving students the best possible experience that we can. And, and in my role, I feel like I owe a lot to students, right? Like when I was talking about my high school experience, I feel like there were a lot of people that like looked out for me and, and put me in really good positions and, and helped create a really great experience for me. And so that's something that I always strive to do, you know, with um, our students here. Um, I say this a lot where it's like, hey, you know, I already had my high school experience. Like it's time for you guys to have yours. So it's not fair for me to pretend to know exactly what you want out of prom or even now like graduation. Like in previous years, there's just kind of like a, a, an experience that we give year after year. Um, and so truthfully, we don't really get a lot of input from students on those because um, it's just kind of the same experience and, and, and we think it's pretty good. But of course, there's always room for improvement. But for this year, just knowing what this senior class has lost, which we now know is, is way more than the previous year, you know, the previous year seniors. We just want to make sure that students are, are happy to the fullest extent that we can. Understanding that we're not going to be able to make everyone fully happy because people are all coming in with different expectations. Even in that survey that we sent out, there's a lot of responses of students that are saying, hey, I don't understand why we can't have a prom with 500 kids. Um, it's fine, you know, we'll, we'll we're smart or we'll take the saliva test or, you know, whatever. Hey, that's great. 
but most venues, if not every venue, is not going to allow a gathering of you know 500 people to come together. And that's kind of where we were with Crystal Gardens. Like that place is one of my favorite venues um, because it's there's something really cool about um, like going downtown, having the skyline, you know, being there like along the lake. It makes it feel special, and it makes it feel different than if you were just going to a, a strip mall banquet facility or, you know, going somewhere else like, Hey, how many people like really get to have an event at like an awesome venue like that? And you're with, you know, 500 of your friends, you know, and kind of celebrating the end of your senior year. Like there's no better, better way or kind of, you know, place to celebrate than that. And then of course there's other great you know, venues as well, but um, you know, it's, it's a really cool you know place to have it. So, you know, we, we certainly want to give students that experience, but like with Crystal Gardens, like they were the ones that reached out to me to say, hey, you know what, maybe Pure is shutting down as of, you know, it was a couple months ago, they were supposed to be shutting down for six months. And at the time they said, we're not sure if we're even going to be open in May. Um, so you guys might want to start looking. And at that time we did start looking and it was impossible to find a venue that at that time, whether it was like, I think last October, November, that would agree to um, to sign a contract for an event that was going to have 500 people there. And so, yeah, we wanted to find another venue, but it was it was literally impossible to find another place that was going to allow it. And especially because back then, no one really knew what the next couple months were going to look like. And so there was just a lot of you know caution with that. So um, Crystal Gardens is not an option at this point. And so truthfully, where we're at right now is um, uh, myself, the activities director from South, Jen Martinez, and then North and South principals, um, we had a meeting a couple weeks ago to where we said, all right, things are starting to become a little bit clearer. We kind of have an idea of what we might be able to do at the end of the year. Like, let's start planning this. And so one of the things that we decided is that we want to get student input. So it was the same survey that was sent to North and South because to a certain extent, well, it doesn't have to be the same experience. Like, I think the, the community almost expects it to be somewhat similar. We don't want North to have this one kind of, you know, big over the top experience. And then South is maybe doing something where, you know, their students are, it's, it's you know, nowhere close to it. So I work really closely with the, the activities director at South. And so, you know, we're kind of on the same page with a lot of these things. And then we've kind of talked through it to say, hey, you know what, we're confident that we can create something like really amazing um, because we both like push ourselves like to do really great things. And so, you know, we're, we're looking at some different venues and, and kind of, you know, having some conversations. Um, but it was important for us to, to get, you know, that input from students. And so actually it's, it's this Friday, um, I'm going to be going out to the Bowling Brook Country Club. And that's where South usually has their prom head. And so we're going to be going out there and talking with one of their events managers about, you know, what a possible prom for North would look like at the Bolingbrook Country Club. Um, one of the advantages of that space is that they are willing to work with us and our numbers and to creatively find a way and a safe way to have all of our students there. Whereas a lot of the other venues, even like there were a number of outdoor venues that we've reached out to, a lot of them just, they're not interested in, in booking uh, large groups um, like us. And so Bolingbrook is, is willing to, to get really creative. Um, they actually have a number of really good dates open in May that we're looking at. 
Some are the same weekend that our prom was supposed to take place. Um, and then they also have a date if we decided that we wanted to do something um, all like one graduation prom type of weekend. Um, so I believe it's May 23rd. Um, so that's a possibility as well. So those are kind of our options right now is we're going to go out there and we're going to take a look. Um, they've already talked to us a little bit about um, their facility and their grounds. I haven't been out there. I've heard from people that it's a beautiful space. Um, they have, you know, some different um, prices for us to take a look at with um, like big tents that they can put outside. And so if we have to have, you know, 50 people in a, in a confined space, we could fit 50 people under a tent, but at the same time, just being outside allows more of us to, to be together because, you know, some of those regulations um, just aren't as strict when you're outside. So we're starting to talk through some of those things, uh, but then we're also going to look at to see like what it would look like if, if we tried to hold something indoors. And so right now we are not, you know, tied to Bolingbroke Country Club, but I think there's a lot of things right now that are somewhat promising. So tomorrow when I, or tomorrow, Friday, when I go there, like I'll, I'll learn more and we'll see how feasible it is. And then really I'm coming back with the information and details and, and talking then to Principal Schwartz um, and seeing if that's going to be a feasible option for us. Um, and it might be, and, and truthfully, it's, it's probably one of our best bets right now, because really um, what a lot of other schools are doing, and I don't think this is bad by any means, but from a lot of the uh, survey data that I got from students from when I sent it out yesterday, two days ago, whenever that was, um, Monday, um, was students would prefer that we hold an event off campus. And I think that way just, it feels special. Whereas for some schools, like I was talking to the activities director at Maine West, their requests were, we want a, like, hey, whatever you can do for us at the end of the year, like all we want is this, like make it happen for us. We want an event on campus because we haven't been on campus, you know, much at all. We want to be with the entire senior class and we want to dress up. So those were like the three demands like at Maine West High School. What our students are basically saying is, hey, if possible, we want to be with the entire senior class if there's a way that you can make that work. They're saying that they would love for it to be off campus because I think they just, they, they view it as being a little more special if, it, if you're not holding events on campus. Um, and they want it to be a formal event, you know, if possible. Because what a lot of schools are doing is they're, they're just hosting small events on campus. And it's more of a come to campus. Uh, it may be a dress up event. It might not be. Some of them are planning on holding theirs like in the football stadium where it's basically like you have like these different stations on the track. And so you might have someone there playing music, but then you might have some games. You might have a photo station. Um, and you might have like something else and then kids are kind of moving through these different stations like in waves and uh truthfully i, I prefer to not do that if, if we don't have to do that and, and i don't know how you know the two of you feel about it mm -hmm. i, I want to give students like as big an experience as possible and, and really that's what i always strive to do um you know even if it's over the top like hey let's do it because like you're only going to experience this once um that's why even um I love like assemblies, especially like our homecoming assemblies, because like I try to set the bar high like every year. And the problem is it's like, oh, how are we gonna outdo it, you know, the next year? But you know, that's a nice challenge to have to try to live up to that and to try to come up with like something that's you know bigger and better than you did the previous year. And so like with these end of year events, like yeah, I was happy with what we did last year, 
Um, but I want to make our graduation, you know, this year even better. So we're going to have to get really creative and, and find a way to do that. You know, we obviously couldn't have prom last year, but um, hey, let's find a way to just create something that's going to exceed most students' expectations. Um, it might not exceed everyone's because, again, some people think, hey, you can have all 500 kids together in a venue and no one needs to wear masks. But within reason, like, let's try to find and do what we can to exceed, you know, expectations. So I think we'll do that. Um, so that's kind of a little bit about prom. So we'll see how that goes. And then with graduation, um, right now, I mean, there, there's a couple of different options on the table. Like last year, like our virtual ceremony, like the video was, was phenomenal, but that was kind of appropriate for the time that we were in because we couldn't really have like any type of like big event on campus. But I think the virtual ceremony is still on the table because that would allow students to at least be together with um, family or I guess even friends if they wanted to. Um, if they decide to do that at home or, or you know, away from school, like, hey, that's fine. We just, we have to make sure that here on school campus that we're not promoting, you know, these large gatherings or, or just things that, you know, we can't manage. Um, and then, you know, we would, we would have some type of like really big drive-through event. And so really the purpose of doing that is for family and students to be together during the graduation ceremony so they can do that at home kind of in the comfort of their own house invite as many family members as you want you know to your house to watch it um, and then also providing the opportunity to walk across the stage in front of your family um, get pictures all of those types of things because the the alternative is what a lot of schools are planning and kind of what i put out in the survey is smaller ceremonies, a series of smaller ceremonies. So for example, it may be ceremonies that only have 50 students in it. It could be 100 students in it. So a lot of schools that that's what their, their plan is right now is that they're going to have four, five or six small graduation ceremonies. Um, they may only have up to 50, 75 students. They may or may not have family members um, present. Some schools that I've, I've talked to in the Western World Conference, they're saying, no, it won't, there won't be any family members. It's just going to be students because they'll allow them to keep their numbers to the appropriate level. And then uh, parents are just going to have to watch a live stream of the ceremony. So that's an option as well. From the survey results that we've gotten so far, the one of the biggest priorities, I think more so than graduating with the entire class, has been to have your family presence at graduation. And so that's one of the things that we want to do if possible is because this moment is just as big for your parents as it is for you. Um, in, in many ways, it might be bigger for your parents because it's kind of like this milestone of, you know, their son or daughter becoming kind of like a young adult now and they're going to be moving out of the house soon. Um, and so, you know, parents, a lot of times like graduation is difficult for that reason because, you know, their son or daughter isn't, isn't a child anymore, you know, they're, they're a young adult. And so we want to make sure that that parents can hopefully be at that event. Now, one of the other things that we have to think through is, so let's say that we are able to space more than 50 or 100 or 200 students out on the football field. What would that mean then for family in attendance? So we know right now we're probably not going to be able to have an unlimited amount of family members in attendance because that's not going to you know follow the guidelines. I'm not so sure that we could even allow every family to have, or I'm sorry, every student to have four family members, which is what we commonly do. Um, like when a graduation is held indoors, students usually get four tickets. Um, there's a chance that, you know, we may only be able to allow two family members, uh, 
which then becomes really difficult because, you know, for some families, like that, that's really tough, you know, saying, hey, only, you know, two people can attend, whether, you know, there might be an extended family. Um, so that's one of the things that we have to be, you know, really careful with, you know, as well in making this decision is kind of figuring out what students want, which we know that students want to be with their class. They also want their family there if possible. Um, but then also keeping in mind that, hey, we want to have, you know, family there as much as possible, you know, to share in this. So that's a lot of stuff for us to think through um, on top of, you know, just putting on like a really safe event. But our goal is to, to still have graduation take place that same weekend. Um, I don't know, I can't promise right now that it's going to take place on the 21st, because if we have to have some type of like drive through ceremony that goes along with it, we probably won't be able to do it on that Friday because there's still school in session um, and a drive through event is going to take a couple of hours to get everyone through. So there's a possibility that, you know, maybe it's on a, a Saturday or it could be on that, you know, Sunday as well. Um, but those are the, the types of details that we're hoping to figure out in probably the next two or three weeks so that we can get that information to families so that families feel like they have sufficient time to start planning for it or at least know what's going on or if we're going to hold some type of prom event that um, students have enough time to get dresses, tuxes, um, you know, whatever it may be um, so that, you know, I don't want to back people into like a, a corner to where it's like, hey, great, you told us two weeks before, you know, what exactly are we supposed to do? Right. Well, mm -hmm. I think this conversation definitely kind of like, cleared things up for me. Cleared at things least. up and just kind of gave us like a sense of, I don't know, feeling hopeful because obviously I think we're really lucky to have a student um, of like directions officer because we're. I don't know, you're working really hard and now hearing like what you're trying to plan. I don't know. It's nice to hear like you could have easily yeah. just been like, well, no prom, no graduation. So it's really refreshing to hear that the school is really trying to hear us and help us out. Yeah, we're, we're definitely trying. And, and I can tell you that, I mean, I'm, I'm certainly a big advocate for it, but um, and even Principal Shores, like Principal Shores, um, like she wants this to happen, especially with, with her, you know, retiring at the end of this year. Um, you know, she wants to make sure that, you know, the students that are graduating, you know, get as best an experience that we can provide. And, and really what, what's difficult in my role is, um, like I, I can communicate this stuff to you now because, you know, we're, we're kind of at a certain level of, uh, both planning and, and kind of like figuring out what these things are going to look like. Um, but also just, I'm able to put this because we're having a conversation, I'm able to, to, to put everything in the right context to where like, you can understand exactly like what's going on, like in our thought process, in our planning process, where it's really difficult for me to kind of send a vague email out to students to say, Hey, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're planning something and I'm not really providing many details. Um, so that's the trouble in, I want to be as transparent as possible because I think students deserve that. And I think they just, at the end of the day, you just want to know that like someone is like fighting for you, right? Like someone has my best interest and they want me to have these events and, and they're working and doing whatever they can. It's difficult to like be able to communicate that out in the right way in the right context for everyone to like really understand, you know, what's taking place. So that that's kind of my challenge, like in this role, and even this year, 
So again, there's a lot of conversations that are taking place behind closed doors, but it's difficult to, to communicate some of that out to everyone else. But like in, in a venue like this, like with us having a conversation, like that's yeah, perfect. Yeah, that's why we thought it was so important to talk to you going into the end of the year. So we just want to thank you so much again for taking this time to talk to us. No problem. If, if I kind of rambled at times, I apologize if this went way longer than it needed to Oh, no, be. that's is exactly what we want. Yeah, so. But, but you know, it, it's, it's, it's fun to talk about this stuff. And, and I, I truly think that I have a, an amazing job. And like I said at the beginning, it's fun to be like in the middle of this. Um, you know, like to, to get to see students like every year, like at prom, like to to help um, organize graduation, you know, because it's such like a big moment, like in, in someone's life, like that's awesome. Um, like homecoming assemblies and dances, like those are all like memorable things. And so for me to like, to be able to help students like have that experience, um, it's awesome. Like it's, it's the best job in the world. Um, of course, like there's, there's a lot of pressure that goes with it because like everyone has an opinion and everyone can easily critique because everything is so visible. Um, so sometimes that becomes difficult. Um, but it's, it's, it's fun. And, and the end of the year is always such a fun time with seniors. And, and I hope that we can make it fun for you. And at least, you know, everyone feels like, Hey, we, we did our best and kind of got out of this senior year, you know, what we could, or at least what we could salvage. Yeah. Well, thank you so much again for taking the time to talk to us and we will let you know when it's posted on our website. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And I don't, I don't mind even keeping you, you know, posted um, over like the next like week or two, just kind of even like after like this Bolingbrook, you know, country club visit just to kind of, you know, see what's going on. And, and kind that of, would be awesome. Yeah, we, we could always do like a little follow up if you want to get more information out or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, we could. Uh, I'm, I'm always up for that. So we'll see. Definitely. Awesome. Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Again. All right. No problem. Have, Have a great, great night. night.